Marks of Cancer New Dimensions A Review by Douglas Hanna from the Swiss Cancer Center Lehman SCCL Luzern, Switzerland Cancer Discovery 2022 Abstract The Hallmarks of Cancer Conceptualization is a heuristic tool for distilling the vast complexity of cancer phenotypes and genotypes into a provisional set of underlying principles. As knowledge of cancer mechanisms has progressed, other the facets of the disease have emerged as potential refinements. Herein, the prospect is raised the phenotypic plasticity and disrupted differentiation is a discrete hallmark capability and the non-mutational epigenetic reprogramming and polymorphic microbiomes both constitute distinctive enabling characteristics that facilitate the acquisition of hallmark capabilities. Additionally, senescent cells of varying origins may be added to the roster of functionally important cell types in the tumor microenvironment. Significance Cancer is daunting in the breadth and the scope of its diversity, spanning genetics, cell and tissue biology, pathology and response to therapy. Ever more powerful experimental and computational tools and technologies are providing an avalanche of big data about the myriad manifestations of the diseases that cancer encompasses. The integrative concept embodied in the hallmarks of cancer is helping to distill this complexity into an increasingly logical science, and the provisional new dimensions presented in this perspective may add value to their endeavor. The more fully understand mechanisms of cancer development and malignant progression and apply the knowledge to cancer medicine. Introduction The hallmarks of cancer were proposed as a set of functional capabilities acquired by human cells as they make their way from normalcy to neoplastic growth states, more specifically capabilities that are crucial for the ability to form malignant tumours. In these articles, Bob Weinberg and I enumerated what we imagined were shared commonalities that unite all types of cancer cells at the level of cellular phenotype. The intent was to provide a conceptual scaffold that would make it possible to rationalize the complex phenotypes of diverse human tumor types and variants in terms of a common set of underlying cellular parameters. Initially, we envisaged the complementary involvement of six distinct hallmark capabilities and later expanded this number to eight. This formulation was influenced by the recognition that human cancers develop as products of multi-step processes and that the acquisition of these functional capabilities might be mapped in some fashion to the distinguishable steps of tumor pathogenesis Certainly, the diversity of malignant pathogenesis spanning multiple tumor types and the increasing pleothora of subtypes includes various operations, enhanced acquired capabilities and characteristics, 
that are the result of tissue-specific barriers necessary circumvented during particular homogeneities pathways. While appreciating that such specialized mechanisms can be instrumental, we limited the hallmarks designation to parameters having broad engagement across the spectrum of human cancers. The eight hallmarks currently comprise the acquired capabilities of, for sustaining proliferative signaling, evading growth suppressors, resisting cell death, enabling replicative immortality, inducing assessing vasculator, activating invasion and metastasis, reprogramming cellular metabolism, and avoiding immune destruction. In the most recent elaboration of this concept, deregulating cellular metabolism and avoiding immune destruction were segregated as emerging hallmarks, but now, 11 years later, it is evident that they, much like the original sex, can be considered core hallmarks of cancer and are included as such in the current depiction. As we noted at the time, these hallmarks traits and their own fail to address the complexities of cancer pathogenesis, that is, the precise molecular and cellular mechanisms that allow evolving preneoplastic cells to develop and acquire these aberrant phenotypic capabilities in the course of tumor development and malignant progression. Accordingly, we added another concept to the discussion, portrayed as enabling characteristics, consequences of the aberrant coordination of nucleasia, that provide means by which cancer cells and tumors can adopt these functional traits. As such, the enabling characteristics reflected upon molecular and cellular mechanisms by which hallmarks are acquired rather than the aforementioned eight capabilities themselves. These two enabling processes were genome instability and tumor-promoting inflammation. We further recognize that the tumor microenvironment, TME, herein defined to be composed of heterogeneous and interactive populations of cancer cells and cancer stem cells, along with multiplicity of recruited stromal cell types. The transformed parenchyma and associated stroma is now widely appreciated to play an integral role in tumorigenesis and malignant progression. Given the continued interest in these formulations and our enduring intent to encourage ongoing discussion and refinement of the hallmark scheme, it's appropriate to consider a frequently posed question. Are there additional features of this conceptual model that might be incorporated, respecting the need to ensure that they are broadly applicable across the spectrum of human cancers? Accordingly, I present several prospective new hallmarks and enabling characteristics, once that might in due course become incorporated as core components of the hallmarks of cancer conceptualization. These parameters are unlocking phenotype plasticity, non-mutational epigenetic reprogramming, polymorphic microbiomes and senescent cells.
Importantly, the examples presented in support of these propositions are illustrative, but by no means comprehensive, as there is a growing and increasingly persuasive body of published evidence in support of each vignette. Unlocking Phenotypic Plasticity During organogenesis, the development, determination and organization of cells into tissues in order to assume homeostatic functions is accompanied by terminal differentiation, whereby progenitor cells sometimes irrevocably stop growing upon culmination of these processes. As such, the end result of cellular differentiation is, in most cases, antiproliferative and constitutes a clear barrier to the continuing proliferation that is necessary for neoplasia. There is increasing evidence that unlocking the normally restricted capabilities for phenotypic plasticity in order to evade or escape from the state of terminal differentiation is a critical component of cancer pathogenesis. This plasticity can operate in several manifestations, thus nascent cancer cells originating from a normal cell that had advanced down a pathway approaching or assuming a fully differentiated state may reverse their course by de-differentiating back to progenitor-like cell state. Conversely, neoplastic cells arising from a progenitor cell that is destined to follow a pathway leading to end-stage differentiation may short-circuit the process, maintaining the expanding cancer cells in a partially differentiated progenitor-like state. Alternatively, transdifferentiation may operate in which cells that were initially committed into one differentiation pathway switch to an entirely different developmental program, thereby acquiring tissue-specific traits that were not preordinated by their normal cells of origin. The following examples support the argument that differing forms of cellular plasticity, when taken together, constitute a functionally distinct hallmark capability. D-differentiation Colon carcinogenesis exemplifies disrupted differentiation in that there is a teleological necessity for incipient cancer cells to escape from the conveyor belt of terminal differentiation and exfoliation, which could in principle occur via the differentiation of not yet irrevocably terminally differentiated colonic epithelial cells, or via blocked differentiation of progenital stem cells in the crypts that spawn these differentiating cells. Both differentiated cells and stem cells have been implicated as cell of origin for colon cancer. The developmental transcription factors TF of home box protein HOXA5 and SMAD4, the latter involved in BMP signal transmission are highly expressed in differentiating colonic epithelial cells and typically lost in the advances colon carcinomas.
which characteristically express markers of stem and progenitor cells. Functional perturbations in mouse models have shown the false expression of HOXA5 in colon cancer cells restores differentiation markers, suppresses stem cell phenotypes, and impairs invasion and metastasis, providing a rationale for its characteristics downregulation. SMAD4, by contrast, both enforces differentiation and thereby suppresses proliferation driven by oncogenic WNT signaling, revealed by the engineered loss of SMAD4 expression, providing an explanation for its loss of expression so as to enable differentiation and subsequently WNT driven hyperproliferation. Notably, the loss of both of these differentiation suppressors with consequent dif differentiation is associated with acquisition of other hallmark capabilities, as are other hallmark inducing regulators, which complicates the strict definition of these provisional hallmark as separable and independent. Another line of evidence involves suppressed expression of the MITF master regulator of melanocyte differentiation, which is evidently involved in the genesis of aggressive forms of malignant melanoma. Loss of these developmental TF is associated with the reactivation of neural crest progenitor genes and the downregulation of genes that characterize fully differentiated melanocytes. These reappearance of the neural crest genes indicates that these cells revert to the progenitor state from which melanocytes rise developmentally. Moreover, a lineage tracing study of BRAF-induced melanomas established major pigmented melanocytes as the cells of origin which undergo de-differentiation during the course of tumorigenesis. Of note, the mutant BRAF oncogene, which is found in more than half of cutaneous melanomas, induces hyperproliferation that precedes and hence is mechanistically separable from the subsequent de-differentiation arising from downregulation of MITF. Another study functionally implicated upregulation of the developmental TF-ATF2 with characteristic expression in mouse and human melanomas and directly suppresses MITF1, concomitant with malignant progression of the consequently de-differentiated melanoma cells. Conversely, expression in melanomas of mutant forms of ATF2 will fail to repress MITF results in well-differentiated melanomas. Additionally, a recent study has associated lineage de-differentiation with malignant progression from pancreatic islet cell neoplasias into metastatic prone carcinomas. These neuroendocrine cells and derivative tumors arise from a developmental lineage that is distinct from the one generating the far larger number of adjacent cells that form the exocrine and pancreas and the ductal adenocarcinomas 
that arise that form. Notably, the multi-step differentiation pathway of islet progenitor cells in the major B cells has been thoroughly characterized. Comparative transcriptome profiling reveals that adenoma-like islet tumors are more similar to immature but differentiated insulin-producing B cells, whereas the invasive carcinomas are more similar to embryonic islet cell precursors. The progression towards poorly differentiated carcinomas involves the first step of the differentiation that does not initially involve increased proliferation or reduced apoptosis when compared with the well-differentiated adenomas, both of which rather occur later. Thus, the discrete step of de-differentiation is not driven by observable alterations in the hallmark traits of sustained proliferation and resistance to apoptosis. Rather, upregulation of a microRNA previously implicated in specifying the islet's progenitor state, one that is downregulated during terminal differentiation of B cells, has been shown to orchestrate the observed de-differentiation occurring during malignant progression. Blocked differentiation. While the above examples illustrate how suppression of differentiation factor expression can facilitate tumorogenesis by enabling more well-differentiated cells to de-differentiate into progenitors. In other cases, incompletely differentiated progenitor cells can suffer regulatory changes that actively block their continued advance into fully differentiated, typically non-proliferative states. Acute promyolecytic leukemia, APL, has long been documented to result from a chromosomal translocation that fuses the PML locus with the gene encoding the retinoic acid alpha-nuclear receptor, RAR-alpha. Myeloid progenitor cells bearing such translocations are evidently unable to continue the usual terminal differentiation into granulocytes, resulting in cells trapped in a proliferative promyelotic progenitor state. Proof of concept of this scheme comes from treating cultured APL cells most models of this disease, as well as affected patients with retinoic acid, the ligand of RAR alpha. This therapeutic treatment causes the neoplastic APL cells to differentiate into ostensibly mature non proliferating granulocytes, short circuiting their continuing proliferative expansion. A variation of this theme involves another form of acute myeloid leukemia, this one carrying the TA21 translocation, which produces the AML1-ETO fusion protein. This protein can, on its own, transform myeloid progenitors, at least in part by blocking their differentiation. Therapeutic intervention in mouse models and in patients with a pharmacologic inhibitor of a chromatin-modifying histone deacetylase, HDAC, causes the myeloid leukemia cells 
to recommence their differentiation into cells with a more mature myeloid cell morphology. Concomitant with this response is a reduction in proliferative capacity, thereby impairing the progression of this leukemia. A third example of immunoma involves a developmental TF, SOX10, which is normally downregulated during melanocyte differentiation. Gain and loss of function studies in a zebrafish model in BRAF-induced melanoma have demonstrated that apparently maintained expression of SOX10 blocks differentiation of neural progenitor cells into melanocytes, enabling BRAF-driven melanomas to form. Other examples of differentiation modulators involve the metabolite alpha-ketoglutarate, alpha-KG, a necessary cofactor for a number of chromatin-modifying enzymes, which is demonstrably involved in simulating certain differentiated cell states. In pancreas cancer, the tumor suppressor P53 stimulates the production of alpha-ketoglutarate and maintenance of a more well-differentiated cell state, whereas prototypical loss of P53 function results in reductions of alpha-ketoglutarate levels and consequent dedifferentiation associated with malignant progression. In one form of liver cancer, mutation of an isocitrate dehydrogenase gene, IDH12, results in the production not of differentiation inducing alpha-ketoglutarate, but rather a related oncometabolite, D2-hydroglutarate, D2-HG, which has been shown to block hepatocyte differentiation from liver progenitor cells by d 2-HG mediated repression of a master regulator of hepatocyte differentiation and questions HNF4I. The D2-HG mediated suppression of HNF4A function elicits a proliferative expansion of the hepatocyte progenitor cells in the liver, which becomes susceptible to oncogenic transformation upon subsequent mutational activation of the KRAS oncogene that drives malignant progression to liver cholangiocarcinoma. Mutant IDH12 and the oncometabolite D2HG are also operative in a variety of myeloid and other solid tumor types, where D2HG inhibits alpha-ketoglutarate-dependent dioxygenase necessary for histone and DNA methylation events that mediate alterations in chromatin structure during developmental lineage differentiation, thereby freezing incipient cancer cells in a progenitor state. An additional related concept is circumvented differentiation when impartially or undifferentiated progenitor stem cells exit the cell cycle and become dormant, residing in protective needs, with the potential of reinitiate proliferative expansion, albeit still with the selective pressure to disrupt their programmed differentiation 
in one way or another. Transdifferentiation The concept of transdifferentiation has long been recognized by pathologists in the form of tissue metaplasia, wherein cells of a particular differentiated phenotype markedly change their morphology to become clearly recognizable as elements of another issue, of which one prominent example is Barrett's esophagus, where chronic inflammation of the stratified squamous epithelium of the esophagus induces transdifferentiation into a simple columnar epithelium that is characteristic of the intestine, thereby facilitating the subsequent development of adenocarcinomas and not the squamous cell carcinomas that would be anticipated to rise from the squamous epithelium. Now, molecular determinants are revealing mechanisms of transdifferentiation in various cancers, both for cases where gross tissue metaplasia is evident and for others where it is rather more suitable, as the following examples illustrate. One illuminating case for transdifferentiation is a discrete event in tumorigenesis involves pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma, PDAC, wherein one of the implicated cells of origin, the pancreatic acinar cell, can become transdifferentiated into a ductal cell phenotype during the initiation of neoplastic development. 2TF PTF1A and MIST1 govern via the expression in the context of self-sustaining feed-forward regulatory loops. The specification and maintenance of the differentiated pancreatic acinar cell state both of these TFs are frequently downregulated during neoplastic development and malignant progression of human and mouse PDAC. Functional genetic studies in mice and cultured human PDAC cells have demonstrated the experimentally forced expression of PTF1A impairs KRS-induced transdifferentiation and proliferation, and can also force the redifferentiation of already neoplastic cells into quiescent acinar cell phenotype. Conversely, suppression of PTF one alpha expression elicits acinar to ductal metaplasia, namely transdifferentiation, and thereby sensitize the duct-like cells to oncogenic KRS transformation, accelerating subsequent development of invasive PDAC. Similarly, force expression of MIST1 in KRS expressing pancreas also blocks transdifferentiation and impairs the initiation of pancreatic tumorigenesis, otherwise facilitated by the formation of premalignant duct-like PEN-IN lesions, whereas genetic deletion of MIST1 enhances the formation and the initiation of KRS-driven neoplastic progression. Loss of either PTF1 or MIST1 expression during tumorigenesis is associated with elevated expression of another developmental regulatory TF, SOX9, which is normally operative in the specification of ductal cells. Forced upregulation of SOX9 
obviating the need to downregulate PTF1A and MIST1 has also been shown to stimulate transdifferentiation of asina cells into a ductile cell phenotype that is sensitive to KRAS-induced neoplasia, implicating SOX9 as a key functional effector of the downregulation in the genesis of human PDAC. Thus, three TFs that regulate pancreatic differentiation can be variously altered to induce a transdifferentiated state to facilitate in the context of mutation activation of KRS oncogenic transformation and the initiation of tumorogenesis and malignant progression. Additional members of the SOX family of chromatin associated regulatory factors are on the one hand broadly associated both with sulfate specification and lineage switching in development and on the other with multiple tumor associated phenotypes. Another silent example of SOX mediated transdifferentiation involves a mechanism of therapeutic resistance in prostate carcinomas. In the case loss of the RB and P53 tumor suppressors was absence as characteristic of neuroendocrine tumors. In response to antiandrogen therapy is necessary but not sufficient for the frequently observed conversions of well-differentiated prostate cancer cells into carcinoma cells that have entered differentiation lineage with molecular and histologic features of neuroendocrine cells which notably do not express the androgen receptor. In addition to the loss of RB and P53, the acquired resistance to antiandrogen therapy requires upregulated expression of the SOX2 developmental regulatory gene, which is demonstrably instrumental in inducing transdifferentiation of the therapy-responsive adenocarcinoma cells into derivatives that reside in a neuroendocrine cell state that is refractory to the therapy. A third example also reveals transdifferentiation as a strategy employed by carcinoma cells to avoid elimination by lineage-specific therapy, in this case involving basal cell carcinomas, BCC, of the skin treated with a pharmacologic inhibitor of hedgehog smoothness oncogenic signaling pathway known to drive the neoplastic growth of these cells. Drug-resistant cancer cells switch via broad epigenetic shifts in specific chromatin domains and the altered accessibility of the two super-enhancers to a developmentally related but distinct cell type. The newly gained phenotypic state of the BCC cells enables them to sustain expression of the WNT oncogenic signaling pathway, which in turn imparts independence from the drug suppressed HHSMO signaling pathway. As might be anticipated from the transdifferentiation, the transcriptome of the cancer cells shifts from a gene signature reflecting the implicated cell of origin of BCC namely the stem cells of her follicle bulge, to one indicative to basal stem cells that populate the interfollicular epidermis. 
Such transdifferentiation to enable drug resistance is being increasingly documented in different forms of cancer. Developmental lineage plasticity also appears to be prevalent among the major subtypes of lung carcinomas, that is, neuroendocrine carcinomas and adenocarcinomas plus squamous cell carcinomas. Single-cell sequencing have revealed remarkably dynamic and heterogeneous interconvention among these subtypes, as well as distinct variations thereof during the stages in lung tumorigenesis, subsequent malignant progression and responses to therapy. Thus, rather than the simple conceptualization of a pure clonal switch from one lineage to another, these studies paint a much more complex picture of dynamically interconverting subpopulations of cancer cells, exhibiting characteristics of multiple developmental lineages and stages of differentiation. A sovereign realization in regard to lineage-based therapeutic targeting of human lung cancer. Regulatory determinants of this dynamic phenotypic plasticity are beginning to be identified. Synopsis. The three classes of mechanisms described both highlight selective regulators of cellular plasticity and are separable, at least in part, from core oncogenic drivers and other hallmark capabilities. Beyond these examples lies a considerable body of evidence associating many forms of cancer with disrupted differentiation concomitant with the acquisition of transcriptome signatures and other phenotypes, for example, histologic morphology associated with progenitor or stem cell stages observed in the corresponding normal tissue of origin, or in other more distantly related cell types and lineages. As such, these three subclasses of phenotypic plasticity, the differentiation of mature cells back to progenitor states, blocked differentiation to freeze-developing cells into progenitor stem cell states and trans-differentiation to alternative cell lineages appear to be operative in multiple cancer types during primary tumor formation, malignant progression and or response to therapy. There are, however, two conceptual considerations. First, de-differentiation and block differentiation are likely intertwined, being indistinguishable in many tumor types where the cell of origin differentiated cell or progenitor stem cell is either unknown or alternatively involved. Second, the acquisition of maintenance of progenitor cell phenotypes and loss of differentiated features is in most cases an imprecise reflection of the normal developmental stage, being immersed in a milieu of other hallmark-enabling changes in the cancer cell that are not present in natural developing cells. In addition, yet another form of phenotypic plasticity involves cell senescence, discussed more generally below, wherein cancer cells induced to undergo ostensibly a reversible senescence instead able to escape to and resume proliferative expansion. Finally, as with other hallmark capabilities, cellular plasticity is not a novel invention 
or aberration of cancer cells, but rather the corruption of latent but activable capabilities that various normal cells use to support homeostasis, repair and regeneration. Collectively, these illustrative examples encourage consideration of the proposition that unblocking cellular plasticity to enable various forms of disruptive differentiation constitutes a discrete hallmark capability distinguishable in regulation and cellular phenotype from the well-validated core hallmarks of cancer. Non-mutational epigenetic reprogramming the enabling characteristic of genome, DNA, instability and mutation is a fundamental component of cancer formation and pathogenesis. At present, multiple international consortia are cataloging mutations across the genome of human cancer cells, doing so in virtually every type of human cancer. At different stages of malignant progression, including metastatic lesions, and during the development of adaptive resistance to therapy. One result is the now widespread appreciation the mutations in genes that organize, modulate and maintain chromatin architecture and thereby globally regulate gene expression are increasingly detected and functionally associated with cancer hallmarks. There is an additional case to be made for another apparently independent mode of the genome reprogramming that involves purely epigenetically regulated changes in gene expression, one that might be termed non-mutational epigenetic reprogramming. Indeed, the proposition of mutation-less cancer evolution and purely epigenetic programming of hallmark cancer phenotypes was raised almost a decade ago and is increasingly discussed. The concept of non-mutational epigenetic regulation of gene expression is of course well established as the center mechanism mediating embryonic development, differentiation and the organogenesis. In adults, for example, long-term memory involves changes in gene and histomodification, in chromatin structure and in the triggering of gene expression switches that are stably maintained over time by positive and negative feedback loops. Growing evidence supports the proposition that analogous epigenetic alterations can contribute to the acquisition of hallmark capabilities during tumor development and malignant progression. A few examples are presented below in support of this hypothesis. Microenvironmental mechanisms of epigenetic reprogramming if not solely by consequence of oncogenic mutations, how then is the cancer cell genome reprogrammed? A growing body of evidence indicates that the aberrant physical properties of the tumor microenvironment can cause broad changes in the epigenome, from which changes beneficial to the phenotypic selection of hallmark capabilities can result in clonal outgrowth of cancer cells with enhanced fitness for proliferative expansion. One common characteristic of tumors or regions within tumors is hypoxia, consequent to insufficient vascularization. Hypoxia, for example, reduces the activity of the GET demethylases, 
resulting in substantive changes in the methylome, in particular hypermethylation. Insufficient vascularization likely also limits the bioavailability of critical blood-borne nutrients, and nutrient deprivation has been shown, for example, to alter translational control and consequently enhance the malignant phenotype of breast cancer cells. A persuasive example of hypoxia-mediated epigenetic regulation involves a form of variably lethal pediatric ependymoma. Like many embryonic and pediatric tumors, this form lacks recurrent mutations, is particular of death of driver mutations in oncogenes and tumor suppressors. Rather, the aberrant growth of these cancer cells is demonstrably governed by a gene regulatory program induced by hypoxia. Notably, the putative cell of origin of these cancer resides in hypoxic compartment, likely sensitizing cells resident therein through the initiation of tumorigenesis by as yet unknown cofactors. Another persuasive line of evidence for microenvironmental mediated epigenetic regulation involves the invasive growth capability of cancer cells. A classic example involves the reversible induction of inversiveness of cancer cells at the margins of many slight tumors, orchestrated by the developmental regulatory program known as epithelial to mesenchymal transition, EMT. Notably, a master regulator of the EMT, ZEB1, has been recently shown to induce expression of a histone methyltransferase, SATD1B, that in turn sustain ZEB1 expression in a positive feedback loop that maintains the invasive EMT regulatory state. A previous study similarly documented the induction of EMT by upregulated expression of related TF snail 1 caused marked alterations in the chromatin landscape consequent to induction of a number of chromatin modifiers, whose activity was demonstrably necessary for the maintenance of the phenotypic state. Furthermore, a roster of conditions and factors to which cancer cells as the margin of tumors are exposed, including hypoxia and cytokines secreted by stromal cells can evidently induce the EMT and turn invasiveness. A distinct example of microenvironmental programming of invasiveness, ostensibly unrelated to the EMT program involves autocrine activation in pancreas cancer cells and the others by interstitial pressure-driven fluid flow of a neuronal signaling circuit involving secreted glutamate and its receptor NMDAR. Notably, a prototypical stiffness of many cell tumors embodied in extensive alterations to the extracellular matrix ECM that envelop the cells within has broad effects on the invasive and other phenotypic characteristics of cancer cells. Compared with the normal tissue ECM from which tumors originate, the tumor ECM 
is typically characterized by increased cross-linking and density, enzymatic modifications and altered molecular composition, which collectively orchestrate in part by integral receptors from ECM motifs, stiffness-induced signaling and gene expression networks that elicit invasiveness and other hallmark characteristics. In addition to such regulatory mechanisms endured by the physical tumor microenvironment, paracrine signaling involving suitable factors released into the extracellular milieu by the various cell types populating solid tumors can also contribute to the induction of several morphologically distinct invasive growth programs, only one of which topped mesenchymal seems to involve the aforementioned EMT epigenetic regulatory mechanism. Epigenetic regulatory heterogeneity A growing knowledge base is heightening appreciation of the importance of intratumoral heterogeneity in generating the phenotypic diversity where the fittest cells for proliferative expansion and invasion outgrow they breathed and hence are selected for malignant progression. Certainly, one phase of this phenotypic heterogeneity is founded in chronic or episodic genomic instability and consequent genetic heterogeneity in the cells populating a tumor. In addition, it is increasingly evident that there can be non-mutationally based epigenetic heterogeneity. A salient example involves the linker histone H10, which is dynamically expressed and repressed in subpopulations of cancer cells within a number of tumor types, with consequent sequestration or accessibility, respectively, of megabase-sized domains, including ones conveying hallmark capabilities. Notably, the population of cancer cells with repressed H1.0 were found to have stem-like characteristics, enhanced tumor-initiating capabilities, and an association with poor prognosis in patients. Another example of epigenetically regulated plasticity has been described in human oral squamous cell carcinomas, SCC, where in cancer cells, at invasive margins adopts a partial EMT, PEMT state lacking the aforementioned mesenchymal TFs, but expressing other EMT-defined genes that are not expressed in the center core of the tumors. The PEMT cells evidently do not represent a clonal compartmentalization of mutationally altered cells, cultures, of primary tumor-derived cancer cells contain dynamic mixture of both PEMT and PEMT cells, high and low, and when PEMT high to low cells were facts purified and cultured, both reverted to mixed populations of PEMT high and PEMT low cells within four days. Moreover, although paracrine signals from the adjacent stroma could be envisaged as deterministic for the PMT high state, the stable presence 
and regeneration of the two epigenetic states in culture argues for a cancer cell intrinsic mechanism. Notably, this conclusion is supported by analysis of 198 cell lines representing 22 cancer types, including SCC, wherein 12 stable heterogeneous epigenetic states were variously detected in the cell line models, as well as they cognate primary tumors. Again, the heterogeneous phenotypic states could not be linked to detectable genetic differences, and in several cases, fact-sorted cells of a particular state were shown to dynamically re-equilibrate upon culture, recapitulating a stable balance among the heterogeneous states seen in the original cell lines. Additionally, technologies for genome-wide profiling of diverse attributes beyond DNA sequence and its mutational variation are eliminating influential elements of the cancer cell genomes annotation and organization that correlate with patient prognosis and increasingly with hallmark capabilities. Epigenomic heterogeneity is being revealed by increasingly powerful technologies for profiling genome-wide DNA methylation, histone modification, chromatin accessibility, and post-transcriptional modification and translation of RNA. A challenge in regard to the phosphorate being considered in will be the ascertain which epigenomic modifications in particular cancer types have regulatory significance and are representative of purely non-mutational reprogramming as opposed to being mutation-driven and thus sustainable by genome instability. Epigenetic regulation of the stromal cell types populating the tumor microenvironment. In general, the accessory cells in the tumor microenvironment that functionally contribute to the acquisition of hallmark capabilities are not thought to suffer genetic instability in mutational reprogramming to enhance their tumor programming activities. Rather, it is inferred that these cells can associate fibroblasts, innate immune cells, and endothelial cells and parasites of the tumor vasculator are epigenically programmed upon their recruitment by soluble and physical factors that define the solid tumor microenvironment. It can be anticipated that multi-omic profiling technologies currently being applied to cancer cells will increasingly be used to interrogate the accessory stromal cells in tumors to elucidate how normal cells are corrupted and functionally support tumor development and progression. For example, a recent study suggests that such reprogramming can involve modifications of the epigenome in addition to their inductive interchange of cytokines, chemokines and growth factors that alter intracellular signaling networks in all of these cell types. When mouse models of metastasis to lung were treated with a combination of a DNA methyltransferase inhibitor and an inhibitor of histone modification, the infiltrating myeloid cells were found to have switched from an immature progenitor state into cells resembling mature interstitial macrophages, which, in contrast, to their counterparts 
in untreated tumors were incapable of supporting the hallmark capabilities necessary for efficient metastatic colonization. It can be envisaged that multiomic profiling and pharmacologic perturbation will serve to elucidate the reprogrammed epigenetic state in such myeloid cells, as well as other hallmark enabling accessory cell types populating tumor microenvironments. Synopsis Collectively, these illustrative snapshots support the proposition that non-mutational epigenetic reprogramming will come to be accepted as a bona fide enabling characteristic that serves to facilitate acquisition of hallmark capabilities distinct from that of genomic DNA's instability and mutation. Notably, it can be anticipated that non-mutational epigenetic reprogramming will prove to be integrally involved in enabling the provisional new hallmark capabilities of phenotypic plasticity discussed above, in particular being a driven force in the dynamic transcriptomic heterogeneity that is increasingly well documented in cancer cells populating malignant TME. The advance of single-cell multiomic profiling technologies is envisaged to illuminate the respective contributions of and interplay between mutation-driven versus non-mutational epigenetic regulation to the evolution of tumors during malignant progression and metastasis. Polymorphic Microbiomes an expensive frontier in biomedicine is unfolding by elimination of the diversity and variability of the plethora of microorganisms collectively termed the microbiota that symbiotically associate with the barrier tissues of the body exposed to the external environment. The epidermis and the internal mucosa, in particular the gastrointestinal tract, as well as the lung, the breast, and the urogenital system. There is a growing appreciation that the ecosystems created by resident bacteria and fungi, the microbiomes, have profound impact on health and disease, a realization fueled by the capability to audit the populations of microbial species using next-generation sequencing and bioinformatic technologies. For cancer, the evidence is increasingly compelling that polymorphic variability in the microbiomes between individuals in a population can have a profound impact on cancer phenotypes. Association studies in human experimental manipulation in mouse models of cancer are revealing particular microorganisms, principally but not exclusively bacteria, which can have either protective or deleterious effects on cancer development, malignant progression, and response to therapy. So too can the global complexity and constitution of a tissue microbiome at large. Indeed, while the gut microbiome has been a pioneer of this new frontier, multiple tissues and organs have associated microbiomes which have distinctive characteristics 
in regard to population dynamics and diversity of microbial species and subspecies. This growing appreciation of the importance of polymorphically viable microbiomes in health and disease posits the question is the microbiome a discrete enabling characteristic that broadly affects both positively and negatively the acquisition of hallmark capabilities for cancer? I reflect on this possibility below illustrating evidence for some of the prominent tissue microbiomes implicated in cancer hallmarks, beginning with the most prominent and evidently impactful microbiome, the OAF. The intestinal tract. Diverse modulatory effects of the gut microbiome. It has long been recognized that the gut microbiome is fundamentally important for the function of the large intestine, colon, in degrading and importing nutrients into the body as part of metabolic homeostasis, and that distortions in the microbial population dysbiosis in the colon can cause a spectrum of physiologic maladies. Among these has been the suspicion that the susceptibility, development and pathogenesis of colon cancer is influenced by the gut microbiome. In recent years, persuasive function studies involving fecal transplants from colon tumor-bearing patients and mice into recipients, mice predisposed to develop colon cancer has established in principle. There are both cancer protective and tumor promoting microbiomes involving particular bacterial species which can modulate the incidence and pathogenesis of colon tumors. The mechanisms by which microbiota impact these modulatory roles are still being elucidated but two general effects are increasingly well established for tumor-promoting microbiomes and in some cases for specific tumor-promoting bacterial species. The first effect is mutagenesis of the colonic epithelium, consequent to the production of bacterial toxins and other molecules that either damage DNA directly or disrupt the systems that maintain genomic integrity or stress cells in other ways that indirectly impair the fidelity of DNA replication and repair. A case in point is Escherichia coli carrying the PKS locus which demonstrably mutagenizes the human genome and is implicated in conveying hallmark enabling mutations. Additionally, bacteria that have been reported to bind to the surface of colonic epithelial cells and produce ligand mimetics that stimulate epithelial proliferation contributing in neoplastic cells to the hallmark capability for proliferative signaling. Another mechanism by which specific bacterial species promote tumorogenesis involves butyrate-producing bacteria was abundance is elevated in patients with colorectal cancer. The production of the metabolite butyrate has complex physiologic effects, including the induction of senescent epithelial and fibroblastic cells.
a mouse model of colon carcinogenesase populated with butyrate producing bacteria developed more tumors than mice lacking such bacteria. The connection between butyrate induced senescence and enhanced colon tumorigenesis was demonstrated by the use of senolytic drug that kills senescent cells which impair tumor growth. In addition, bacterial produced butyrate has pleiotropic and paradoxical effects on differentiated cells versus undifferentiated stem cells in the colonic epithelium in conditions where the intestinal barrier is disrupted and the bacteria are invasive, affecting, for example, cellular energetics and metabolism, histomodification, cell cycle progression, and tumor promoting innate immune inflammation that is immunosuppressive of adaptive immune responses. Indeed, a broad effect of polymorphic microbiomes involves the modulation of the adaptive and innate immune systems via multifarious routes, including the production by bacteria of immunomodulatory factors that activate damaged sensors on epithelial or resident immune cells, resulting in the expression of a diverse repertoire of chemokines and cytokines that can sculpt the abundance and characteristics of immune cells populating the colonic epithelia and its underlying stroma and draining lymph nodes. In addition, certain bacteria can breach both the protective biofilm and the mucus lining the colonic epithelia and proceed to disrupt the epithelial cell-cell tie junctions that collectively maintain the integrity of the physical barrier that normally compartmentalizes the intestinal microbiome. Upon invading the stroma, bacteria can trigger both innate and adaptive immune responses, elicitating secretion of a repertoire of cytokines and chemokines. One manifestation can be the creation of tumor-promoting or tumor-antagonizing immune microenvironments consequently protecting against or facilitating tumorigenesis and malignant progression. Concordantly, the modulation by distinctive microbiomes in individual patients of the intertwined parameters of 1. eliciting innate tumor-promoting inflammation and 2. escaping adaptive immune destruction can be associated not only with prognosis, but also with responsiveness or resistance to immunotherapies involving immune checkpoint inhibitors and other therapeutic modalities. Provisional proof of concept has come from recent studies demonstrating restored efficacy to immunotherapy following transplants of fecal microbiota from therapy-responsive patients into patients with melanoma who had progressed during prior treatment with immune checkpoint blockade. An ongoing mystery has involved the molecular mechanisms by which particular invariable constituents of the gut microbiome systemically modulate the activity of the adaptive immune system, either enhancing anti-tumor immune responses 
evoked by immune checkpoint blockade or rather a listing systematic or local intratumoral immunosuppression. A recent study has shed some light certain strains of Enterococcus express a peptidoglycan hydrolase called SAGA that releases mucopeptides from the bacterial wall, which can then circulate systematically and activate the NOD2 pattern receptor, which in turn can enhance T-cell responses and the efficacy of checkpoint immunotherapy. Other immunoregulatory molecules produced by specific bacteria subspecies are being identified or functionally evaluated, including bacteria produced inosine and rate-limiting metabolites for T-cell activity. These examples and others are beginning to chart the molecular mechanisms by which polymorphic microbiomes are indirectly and systematically modulating tumor immunobiology above and beyond immune responses consequent to a direct physical interactions of bacteria with the immune system. Beyond the casual links to colon cancer melanoma, the gut microbiome's demonstrable ability to elicit the expression of immunomodulatory chemokines and cytokines that enter the systemic circulation is evidently also capable of affecting cancer pathogenesis and response to therapy in other organs of the body. An illuminating example involves the development of cholangiocarcinoma in the liver. Gut dysbiosis allows the entry and transport of bacteria and bacterial products through the portal vein of the, to the liver where TLR4 expressed on hepatocytes is triggered to induce expression of the chemokine CXCL1, which recruits CXCR2, expressing granulocytic myeloid cells that serve to suppress natural killer cells so as to evade immune destruction, and likely convey other hallmark capabilities. As such, the gut microbiome is unambiguously implicated as an enabling characteristic that can alternatively facilitate or protect against multiple forms of cancer. Beyond the gut, implicating distinctive microbiomes in other barrier tissues, virtually all tissues and organs exposed directly or indirectly to the outside environment are also repositories for commensal microorganisms. Unlike the intestine, where the symbiotic role of the microbiome in metabolism is well recognized, the normal and pathogenic roles of the resident microbiota in these diverse locations is still emerging. There are evidently organ tissue specific differences in the constitution of the associated microbiomes in homeostasis, aging and cancer, with both overlapping and distinctive species and abundances to that of the colon. Moreover, association studies are providing increasing evidence that local tumor antagonizing protective versus tumor promoting tissue microbiomes, similarly to the gut microbiome, 
can modulate susceptibility and pathogenesis to human cancers arising in their associated organs. Impact of intratumoral microbiota Finally, pathologists have long recognized that bacteria can be detected within solid tumors, an observation that has now been sustained with sophisticated profiling technologies. For example, in a survey of 1,526 tumors encompassing seven human cancer types, bone, brain, breast, lung, melanoma, ovary, and pancreas, each type was characterized by a distinctive microbiome that was largely localized inside cancer cells and immune cells. And within each tumor type, variations in the tumor microbiome could be detected and inferred to the associated with clinical pathologic features. Microbiota have been similarly detected in genetically engineered de novo mouse models of lung and pancreas cancer and their absence in germ-free mice and or their abrogation with antibiotics can demonstrably impair tumorogenesis, functionally implicating the tumor microbiome as an enable of tumor promoting inflammation and malignant progression. Association studies in human pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma and functional tests by faecal transplants into tumor-bearing mice have established variations in the tumor microbiome and the associated gut microbiome modulate immune phenotypes and survival. An important challenge for the future will be to extend these implications to other tumor types and to delineate the potentially separable contributions of construction and variation in the tumor microbiome of the of the gut microbiome, potentially by identifying specific microbial species that are functionally influential in one location or the other. Synapses. Among the fascinating questions for the future is whether microbiota resident in different tissues or populating incipitants, neoplasias, have the capability to contribute to or interfere with the acquisition of other hallmark capabilities beyond immunomodulation and genome mutation, thereby influencing tumor development and progression. There are clues that particular bacteria species can directly stimulate the hallmark of proliferative signaling, for example, in colonic epithelium, and modulate growth suppression by alterating tumor suppressor activity in different compartments of the intestine, whereas direct effects on the hallmark capabilities, such as avoiding cell death, inducing angiogenesis, and stimulating invasion and metastasis remain obscure. Starts the generalizability of these observations to multiple forms of human cancer. Irrespective, there is an increasingly compelling case to be made that polymorphic variation in microbiomes of the intestine and other organs constitutes a distinctive enabling characteristic for the acquisition of hallmark capabilities albeit intersecting with and complementing those of genome instability 
and mutation and tumor promoting inflammation. Senescence cells. Cellular senescence is a typically irreversible form of proliferative arrest, likely evolved as a protective mechanism for maintaining tissue meiosis, ostensibly as a complementary mechanism to program cell death that serves to inactivate and in due course remove diseases, dysfunctional or otherwise unnecessary cells. In addition to shutting down the cell division cycle, the senescence program evokes changes in cell morphology and metabolism, and, most profoundly, the activation of the senescence-associated secretory phenotype, SASP, involving the release of a plethora of bioactive proteins, including chemokines, cytokines, and proteoses, whose identity is dependent on the cell and tissue type from which a senescent cell arises. Senescence can be induced in cells by a variety of conditions, including microenvironmental stresses such as nutrient deprivation and DNA damage, as well as damage to organelles and cellular infrastructure, and imbalances in cellular signaling networks, all of which have been associated with the observed increase in the abundance of senescent cells in various organs during aging. Cellular senescence has long been viewed as a protective mechanism against neoplasia, whereby cancerous cells are induced to undergo senescence. Most of the aforementioned instigators of the senescent program are associated with malignancy, in particular DNA damage as a consequence of aberrant hyperproliferation, so-called oncogene-induced senescence, due to hyperactivated signaling, and therapy-induced senescence consequent to cellular and genomic damage caused by chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Indeed, there are well-established examples of the protective benefits of senescence and limiting malignant progression. To the contrary, however, an increasing body of evidence reveals quite the opposite. In certain contexts, senescent cells variously stimulate tumor development and malignant progression. In one illuminating case study, senescent cells were pharmacologically ablated in aging mice, in particular, depleting senescent cells, characteristically expressing the cell cycle inhibitor P16INK4A, in addition to delaying multiple age-related symptoms. The depletion of senescent cells in aging mice resulted in reduced incidences of spontaneous tumorigenesis and cancer-associated death. The principal mechanism by which senescent cells Promote tumor phenotypes is thought to be the SASP, which is demonstrably capable of conveying in paracrine fashion to viable cancer cells in proximity, as well as to other cells in the TME signaling molecules, so as to convey hallmark capabilities. 
Thus, in different experimental systems, senescent cancer cells have been shown to variously contribute to proliferative signaling, avoiding apoptosis, inducing angiogenesis, stimulating invasion and metastasis, and suppressing tumor immunity. Yet another facet to the effects of senescent cancer cells on cancer phenotypes involves transitory reversible senescent cell states, whereby senescent cancer cells can escape from the SASP expressing non-proliferative conditions and resume cell proliferation and manifestation of the associated capabilities of fully viable oncogenic cells. Such transitory senescence is most well documented in cases of therapy resistance, representing a form of dormancy that circumvent therapeutic targeting and proliferating cancer cells, but may well prove to be more broadly operative in other stages of tumor development, malignant progression and metastasis. Moreover, the hallmark-promoting capabilities of senescent cells are not limited to senescent cancer cells. Cancer-associated fibroblasts, CAF, in tumors have been shown to undergo senescence, creating senescent CAF that are demonstrably tumor-promoting by virtue of conveying hallmark capabilities to cancer cells in the TMA. Moreover, senescent fibroblasts in normal tissues produced in part by natural aging or environmental insults have similarly been implicated in remodeling tissue microenvironments by the SASP so as to provide paracrine support for local invasion, so-called field effects, and distal metastases of neoplasias developing in proximity. Additionally, senescent fibroblasts in aging skin have been shown to recruit via the SASP innate immune cells that are both immunosuppressive of adaptive anti-tumoral immune responses encoded by CD8 T-cells and stimulatory of skin tumor growth, which the latter effect potentially reflecting paracrine contributions of such innate immune cells to other hallmark capabilities. While less well established, it seems likely that other abundant stromal cells populating particular tumor microenvironments will prove to undergo senescence and thereby modulate cancer hallmarks and consequent tumor phenotypes. For example, therapy-induced senescent tumor endothelial cells can enhance proliferation, invasion and metastasis in breast cancer models. Certainly, such cues warrant investigation in other tumor types to assess generally fibroblastic endothelial and other stromal cell senescence as a driving force in tumor evolution. Also, currently unresolved are the regulatory mechanisms and functional determinants to which a particular senescent cell type in a given TME evokes a tumor-promoting versus a tumor-antagonizing SASP, which can seemingly be alternatively induced in the same senescent 
cell type. Perhaps by different instigators when immersed in distinctive physiologic and neoplastic microenvironments. Synopsis The concept that tumors are composed of genetically transformed cancer cells interacting with and benefiting from recruited and epigenetically phenotypically corrupted accessory stromal cells as well established as instrumental to the pathogenesis of cancer. The considerations discussed above and described in the reviews and reports cited herein and elsewhere make a persuasive case for the proposition that senescent cells or whatever cellular origin should be considered for addition to the roster of functionally significant cells in the tumor microenvironment. As such, senescent cells warrant being factored into the quest for deep knowledge of cancer mechanisms. Furthermore, the realization of their importance motivates the accessory goal to therapeutically target tumor-promoting senescent cells of all constitutions, be it by pharmacologic and immunologic ablation or by reprogramming the SASP into tumor-antagonizing variants. Concluding remarks. While the eight hallmarks of cancer and their two enabling characteristics have proved of enduring heuristic value in the conceptualization of cancer, the considerations presented above suggest that there may be new facets of some generality and hence of relevance to more fully understanding the complexities, mechanisms and manifestation of the disease. By applying the metric of discernible, if not complete, independence from the 10 core attributes, it's argued that these four parameters may well persuade to further validation and generalization beyond the case studies presented, become integrated into the hallmarks of cancer schematic. Thus, cellular plasticity may come to be added to the roster of hallmark capabilities. Notably, while the eight core and this niveau capability are each, by their definition as a hallmark, conceptually distinguishable aspect of their regulation, at least partially interconnected in some and perhaps many cancers. For example, multiple hallmarks accordingly modulated in some tumor types by canonical oncogenic drivers, including 1. KRAS2 MYC3 NOTCH notch and 4 TP53. Highlighting the important challenge to more fully elucidated the regulatory networks governing these acquired capabilities. In addition to adding cellular plasticity to the roster non-mutational epigenetic reprogramming and polymorphic variations in organ tissue microbiomes have come to be incorporated as mechanistic determinants 
enabling characteristics by which hallmarks capabilities are acquired, along with tumor-promoting information above and beyond limitations and other aberrations that manifest the aforementioned oncogenic drivers. Finally, senescent cells of different origins, including cancer cells and various stromal cells that functionally contribute to the development and malignant progression of cancer, albeit it markedly distinctive ways to those of their non-senescent brethren, may become incorporated as generic components of the TMA. In conclusion, it is envisaged that raising these provisional trial balloons will stimulate debate, discussion and continuing experimental investigation in the cancer research community about the defining conceptual parameters of cancer biology, genetics and pathogenesis. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions or you're interested in a particular article, just drop an email info.pub.reading at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter pubreading.